Hello, hello, this is Malika. Hey guys, this is Brandon. And welcome to Private, Private Story, Story, a podcast all about friendship, experiences, and the drama. T-minus one week. One week. Coachella. Can't wait to see my, my baby Harry Styles. Oh, my God. Can't wait to see my baby Doja Cat. Hopefully she oh. features SZA. I'm sure she will. The best pop see... album of the year. Or best Literally. pop performance, I think. Also, Jack Harlow has to be there. Jack like, Harlow? <laughs> what if he is going to be the Kanye fill-in? I'd shit. I'd shit. I'd fully shit. I would cry. Oh. I would cry. No, because his new song's coming out on Friday. The one that's trying His verse on that is astronomical. Like, his wordplay? Dude, he's so hot. I'm actually really fucking sad right now. I hope he... It's going to be the weekend, most likely, but... I think that Jack Carlo is coming up artist i don't think he has yeah like, he's not, he's not uh, big enough like they're not gonna pay him headliner space i agree i agree but hopefully i mean i'm just thinking of like who he would fill in for or like who he would like maybe the weekend had. would like fill in for him and i feel like they're gonna announce a couple more guests have they done that already or no i don't know i don't think so we'll see if they add him to the bring him out why wouldn't they add jack to the set list like i don't know why it's not a thing I don't know, but they should. Is Lil Nas on the set list? No, uh, they both should be. I don't know why they're That's not. That's so weird. Remember, I, Malik and I were talking about this. Like, didn't we say like we thought Lil Nas was gonna headline? Yeah, or and we then, thought he was gonna like at least be, be on the there. set list. And we were like, if he's there, Jack Harlow's one hundred percent gonna be there. Yeah. But that means we might get to meet him in the crowd. We definitely won't. I have VIP. Oh, must be fucking nice. I, I wish I had know. artist pass. <laughs> I had general admission. Well, <laughs> we could have if you got your sneaky link from last. <laughs> yeah, my sneaky link unfollowed me. So <laughs> my sneaky, sneaky link. link was at the Grammys. <laughs> uh, um, big, big uh, PSA. My sneaky link was at the Grammys. So I want to cry. And okay. now we need a moment of silence. Moment of silence for my fumbled <laughs> bag. <laughs> <laughs> so a tear like falls out <laughs> no I, a tear has been falling since january so it's okay oh, i want to cry anyways let's move on from that <laughs> all right so what do we what, what's the juice of this episode today the juice is all about trust issues trust issues <laughs> and new tissues right <laughs> trust issues hold the tissues i'm gonna need those tissues <laughs> yeah, bring them out bring them out no just kidding <laughs> Um, okay, so Brandon, why are we doing this episode? What triggered this? Okay, so fun fact, really, really sad. Malika, you took that last week and now I'm sitting here. But anyway, <laughs> so sorry. This episode was triggered by a TikTok, actually. And it was hella funny because Malika sent me a TikTok and we have like a long thread of TikToks going on our like messages. And the TikTok basically was like, um, tell me why you're the friend that trusts everyone. And then tell me why your best friend is the person who doesn't trust anyone until they give you a reason to trust them um 
wait no, no no it was I wish we found the TikTok it was like you are like you and your best friend are one are one and the other the first one it was like is it you trust someone on, until they give you a reason not to and then the opposite is you don't trust anyone until they give you a reason to trust them I think that was the episode hold on I'm looking for the talk yeah I was like play the talk for the for the peeps Go home, yeah. Did you find it? I'm looking, looking. Relax, relax. <laughs> In the meantime. Okay, wait, I found it, I think. Okay. You're either the type of person who trusts people unless they give you a reason not to, or the type of person who will not trust people until they give you a good reason to. Um, decide which one you are, and then ask yourself why your best friend is the exact opposite. I <laughs> <laughs> was living yeah Spot on. <laughs> on which one are you so i'm definitely the latter in the sense that i tr- don't trust people until they give me a reason to trust them and malika <laughs> i trust very easily until someone mistrusts me and then it's like my aquarius kicks in and i just drop them or i just like will forever remember what they did to me it's kind of bad forgive and not forget it's a yeah it's a forgive and never forget situation so um yeah I it's it's actually kind of tough I kind of like don't love that that I just trust everyone I've been work I've been trying to work through it but I guess it's just like a quality I don't know I um I also think that's a good reason I feel like on a on a spiritual level I think that's why we were like low-key meant to be friends you know I know I feel like there's aspects and like there's sometimes I wish I was like as trusting as you and then obviously like sometimes you wish you weren't as trusting I am so I feel like we like that quality in both of us can like together is better because like obviously we talk about everything and you're like I will roast you and like Mm -hmm. tell you like xyz and then obviously you'll tell me xyz too so I think that like because we have different trusting styles that it works out collectively it's just so funny because when someone does me dirty you're just kind of like mm, you know and then opposite for me I when think... you're like cold to people I'm just like oh like just try like to be like whatever yeah <laughs> and it's so funny because I think you're always like oh he he like we're all like we're you're so trusting and I'm like when someone does you dirty specifically I was like oh well I was waiting I was like I was waiting for this. I'm like, this is exactly why I told you, like, and you're like, yeah, you're right. But (laughs) it's hard too, because it's so funny. Every time someone does me dirty or mistrusts me in some way, I always tell myself I'm no longer going to trust people. And I'm like, fuck men, fuck friends, fuck this, (laughs) literally. And then you'll catch me trusting people again for what? Literally for what? I do it all the time. It's really bad. It's just hard because like that, I feel like that like makes you up as a person. So it's like it's nothing bad. It's just something you have to learn how to. Well, it also like bring like it like brings the possibility of continuous heartbreak. Like I can't even tell you how many times I've been like so disappointed and heartbroken by friends, by family, mm-hmm. by guys. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's just like one of those things where you invest so much into a person or a relationship. And as soon as they mistrust you, it's like your entire world is crashing down. And that's something that like, I don't know, it's a good and bad quality that I have. I can't tell if I want to accept it or change it. <laughs> and I'm 23, so I'm like, get it together, bro. Well, the friend one, 
hit a little close to home <laughs> but I definitely because we're kind of going through it right now yeah <laughs> like I think that this is why like I don't generally I feel like I'm on the same boat as you like I wish I could trust everyone but I just have so low standards and Malika knows this I'm a very like she's like oh why don't you ask this person why don't you ask this person it's just because like I don't I have low very low expectations for everyone outside of Malika it's very true. Very high yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Malika's on a pedestal. And if she does anything, she'll be knocked off. <laughs> oh my god! No, yeah, I um, it's funny because like when yeah, Brandon, there's been so many times that he's just kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do in this situation. And I'm like, oh, why don't you like ask this person for help? Like they're your close friend. I thought, and Brandon's like, no, like. I don't want to be like disappointed because it's true. There's a huge opportunity of being disappointed and then it could like strain your friendship. Yeah. And I think before like we get into like what caused our trust issues, I think that like, well, actually we can just get into it. And then yeah. um, I guess I'll start and then we can go into yours because I feel like yours is a little bit more detailed, Ms. Malika. Oh, well, so- more detailed. <laughs> I definitely think that myself personally, I think my trust issues derived as more or less being so independent. And for those, the hotties who don't know, I'm an only child. So it's just, it's literally just me, just me, myself and I, unfortunately, like I always wish I had a sibling and stuff to like tell stuff to, but it was always like, I couldn't tell anyone in my household anything because the only other person in my household was my mom. And obviously like, I'm not gonna tell my mom all the shit going on in my life because like <laughs> like I'm not gonna tell her I'm getting fucking blacked out on a Tuesday night you know like <laughs> you just don't tell your mom that so I think that like from that I developed this sense of like being closed off and that I think that has transit transitioned into like trust issues is I'm very productive and selective over who and what I tell people more or less not necessarily to get hurt but just because um that's who I am and I don't want to be like Malika said, disappointed in the future. Like I expect, I go into situations expecting people to break my trust. So I don't want to get to that level. So like, I'm just like, why would I get to that level if I know you're going to break my trust? If you're going to get there, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give you that power over me to break my trust. I'm going to give you what I want to tell you and how I want you to perceive me in That's that so interesting. level of my life. So do you feel like you don't have any like deep connections because of that? Oh, definitely. Like, I feel like I know people just so on a surface level and I always try to like go so much deeper, but it's like hard because then like I tell people stuff and I like, I sit there, like I literally saw a TikTok the other day that was like, when you come home crying because you think you overshared and like all this stuff. And I was like, why is that mean when I like admit the smallest fact about my life? I was oh like, I can literally tell someone like the randomest thing for like, from like fourth grade and I'll like literally lose sleep over like, wow if they'll like talk about me or like their perception of me and it's so interesting that's definitely like a weird thing about me and I'm definitely growing out of it now I'm more like <laughs> and I think a part of it is like obviously like my coming out journey like yeah back in like high school when I was coming out I was like or not high school or late high school early college when I was figuring out who I was it was difficult in the sense that like obviously I don't want to get bullied in high school and you hear all these stories all the time of like people coming out and like people bullying them so I was like I'm, I don't want to be that one and then also you hear stories about people like coming out and their parents like abandoning them so I was like okay like I'm not I don't I was like I don't have time 
for this type of situation where like I'm getting bullied and like all this stuff I was like I'm dealing with this personally like I don't at the time I was like I don't need it anyone else I was like fuck it like I'm just gonna deal with this on my own like I'm not gonna tell anyone because they're gonna I don't trust anyone enough to tell them and obviously at the time like when I was coming out around that time I really trusted you but it was still like that situation where I was like okay well do I trust Malika with this or do I just internalize it and like go with it a little bit further and so at the time I was like okay he he I'll just internalize it further and I think that like kind of started the root of my life because before like when I look at myself in like middle school and before like I thought I was gay I was like always a class clown like I was always like doing shit and I did I honestly didn't care but like I feel like I started having my trust issues when other people would skepticize about you not skepticize but just more or less like talk about me mm-hmm. behind my back and stuff and I never like I always knew people were talking about me and mm-hmm. I never I never wanted something I said specifically to find the, its way to like someone else so I never I never wanted to be the center of attention I never wanted people to be talking about me like I was like okay let me just try and fit in like let me not say anything about myself mm-hmm. and so fast forward to college and I think Obviously, COVID did me dirty too, but I think that kind of like hindered me a little bit in college because I've mentioned this before, but the first quarter of UCR was kind of hard for me. Like I didn't really have any friends. I was naked and fucking afraid. <laughs> and so I was like dead ass. And I told, I we've mentioned this in other podcasts, but like it was so hard because it was a new system. The quarter system was difficult. I think that first quarter did me dirty. So second quarter, I like started to trust more people. And like, obviously with trusting people, you like start to make friends because they start to know who you are. So I started to make more friends and then COVID hit. So I'm like, okay, fuck. However, I think full circle moment, I think now that I'm in a new city in Washington, I'm I'm definitely open more. And like, I've, I think I'm kind of learning to let my walls down, specifically trust more people and be more trusting of just people in general. Cause I know at the end of the day, like you can only count on yourself so much and I need to get better at trusting people, not necessarily strangers, but just like trusting people and hoping that they'll do the best until they break my trust. So, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> what? No like, <laughs> what? what made you inclined to trust me in the first place? I think you were always there. Like at first, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. No. Interesting. No, because <laughs> I want to know. At the time, you were always there like we like I feel like for you you're one of the most naturalist friendships I had because there were like our friendship progressed so like naturally Uh, like we like from so quick history lesson so (laughs) junior year of high school Malika and I met at um Bulldog not Bulldogs reaching out um um, yeah oh Pinkberry Pinkberry yeah that's where we like I would that's say like a pivotal moment no BRO is the main thing that we met at Oh, true. Okay, so we met BRO and like we're sort of becoming friends. Then Pinkberry, we're in history class together. Malika's like getting me the job on the side, and then all of a sudden, this bitch is everywhere. No, I'm kidding. Me <laughs> though, actually, I was in every corner. You were in every corner too. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm dead ass. Like all of a sudden, we were like had every class together. Like we're together, and like it was always fun. Like I never had a problem. I never had a problem with because she was always funny. And at the time, we were going through the same thing. We both worked at Pinkberry both started stew gov like all this stuff so there was like 
we were too similar in life to not be friends. Like if me and Malika were not friends, it kind of would have been awkward because we like we saw each other so much. So like <laughs> we, literally we needed to be friends. And then even like throughout college, like we took like a lot of the same classes and stuff together. So like we were always there. And even when we go back home, we're neighbors. So like I tell you when Malika's everywhere, she's everywhere. Like I can leave my house and her house is at the corner. So that's why I feel like after a while, I was like, okay, like it's been four years. She hasn't done me dirty yet. Like, <laughs> like no, you like, came out to me the first, the first year that we were friends. Yes, uh, first year of high school. No, first year. The of summer college. after senior year, right? You came out to me quick. Well, yeah, I'm dead. Because <laughs> I was, I had just come back from Europe, I think, right? Yeah, and you were yeah. like, so what's the tea? Yeah, but like I would because I want to know like what happened that you chose to tell me over all the friendships that you've had from like all of high school. Well, I told I, I told Grace and I don't remember if I told you or her first. I think I told you guys around. Actually, I think I did tell Grace first. I told her that. No, I didn't. I definitely told you first. And then I came out to my mom and I told Grace that day, which was like later. But anyway, yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, I just felt like I felt like at that point we were so close friends that I was like, okay, if I truly like tell you not to tell anyone else, like I was just like, at this point, I have to trust someone. Cause obviously you know what happened. And then like, I was obviously scared. Oh so yeah. I need to like tell someone, get this off my chest. I was like, I can't tell my parents. I didn't have anyone else to talk to. I was like, okay, Malika's the only person on this earth I can talk to. And I was like, it's either I don't tell her and like just deal with it or I tell her and I was like, okay. And I need to talk to someone. So I was like, okay, I'll just take a risk. And then you didn't tell anyone. So <laughs> we're still friends. <laughs> Here we are, <laughs> years down the road. How long has our friendship been actually now? Like, okay. Seven? How long? I'm going to say we were friends in, since freshman year, even though you did me dirty. So that's four, four. But we weren't like besties. We've been best friends since maybe junior year. Okay, yeah, that's set five. Seven? Four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven years. Damn, damn. You know, they say a friendship that lasts longer than seven years is a lifetime. This is our, this is our breaking year. <laughs> Malika's always like, Malika will send me stuff. She's like, I hope you know you're going to be at my wedding, the groomsman or whatever. Like, no, you're going to be my best, my best man. I don't want to plan it. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking sucks, bitch. <laughs> Can I get backup? You're gonna hate all the. You have all the Persians to back you up. Okay, Lydia. Literally, honestly, have one of the girls plan it, but you'll probably be my like man of honor. I can do the speech. I'm down for the speech. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. I wanna. I wanna have you as my man of honor because I wanna be like. Eh. <laughs> but um. Okay. What was the question like? Okay. Yeah. So, where... what caused your trust issues, and like, what are some of the big moments that shaped them? Okay, so I think like my trust issues really stemmed from my family at a young age. And then it kind of went into like the friendships I had through high school. And then obviously relationships next. But start from the beginning, me and my brother don't have, we never had the best of relationships growing up. Um, Has to obviously do with the Persian culture and just like the dynamic between a male and a female and kind of how that works. For those that don't know, um, a lot of the times the man 
um, in a Persian or in a Middle Eastern home is put on a pedestal and they're treated completely different than the female. Um, the female has like duties of like being like taken care of and like taking care of the house and just things like that. Like you don't see women in these cultures like going out and having their own independent lives, whereas men are allowed to do so. So um, a lot of the times I think that really got to my brother's head and he thought that he could speak to me and my mother in specific ways. Um, and no one whipped him in shape for some damn fucking reason. But besides the point, um, a lot of the times when I grew up, I think one of my first experiences was when I confided in my brother about something that I was probably going through at the time I was young in, in high school. And I think like, obviously when you're in middle school and high school, like you're going through a lot of new things. You're trying a lot of new things that a lot of the times are against what your parents want you to do, yada, yada. And I think I confided in my brother once and he, when my family, like we would get into arguments, he would pretty much put my thing on blast. Whatever I told him, he would put it on blast and he would use it against me. And he would use my insecurities against me as well. And it wasn't just him. It was also like my mom. My mom would also use my insecurities against me. And so I think growing up, those were like the first signs of like distrust. And it was kind of shitty because those are the people you're supposed to trust the most. They're your freaking blood, your family. And I remember just thinking like, wow, someone who is literally blood related to me can mistrust me. And I think that that just comes with family dynamics in general I'm sure everyone that's listening to this who has a sibling has been through something very similar where your sibling uses something against you to get something they want or you may have a family member like your mom or your dad that uses an insecurity against you and then the first time I had kind of an experience with like friendship trust issues um there's a lot of different things (laughs) you're like which one is the most (laughs) I don't really want to put anyone on blast, but I definitely know like through high school, there were many moments where I felt like someone who I felt really, really close to. And like something that's different between me and Brennan is that I'm an open book. So I tell whoever, like we said in the beginning, I trust from the very beginning until they give me a reason not to. So I will literally spill my entire life upon knowing you with for a month. And I think that's... (laughs) literally literally people at bars aka LA (laughs) circa 2021 like I don't I don't know why it is I just maybe it's an insecurity and I just like want people to like be there for me I don't know what it is but I spill my life and it hurts or I've had moments where I have heard that my friends will like talk about me behind my back or like whatever it was so those were some moments like obviously in high school where I've been mistrusted I've had some times where when we're young and stupid like the guy that you like your best fucking friend ends up liking them or getting with them and like at the time when I was young I felt like that was like the end all be all like I was so upset about stupid situations like that obviously now that I'm older it really just doesn't matter anymore we were kids but at the time that like since that meant so much to me and I put such value into it it with a mix of my own insecurities of not ever feeling wanted from man from males was like it really like played a role into like how I would feel about when my friends would mistrust me like that wait so was it just like one thing from another like you would like 
so yeah, I know you said your family like caused some of it, but like, mm -hmm. were there ever times like you felt like you couldn't trust your family and then you couldn't trust your friends? So it was like you, you couldn't trust anyone type of thing? I would always, so I would, oh, some, so something that I would do is a lot of the times I wouldn't have, I wouldn't trust my own family. So I would confide in my friends. And then a lot of the times I would choose one or two friends out of my friend group that I would really, really trust. And that's the person I would go to specifically every time something was wrong. And then eventually that friend would mistrust me by like the one thing that I'm thinking of, and I'm not going to name names, but I had a friend in high school where I felt like she was excluding me from my other friend group. And like, I felt like our friendship was so strong and like all of a sudden she was excluding me. So I felt really, really like bad about that. So I started to confide in my other friend who knew the other girl, but we like, they weren't close at the time. They didn't know each other at the time or like that. And I would like drive down to this other friend's house and I would literally sit with her every weekend and cry to her about how I felt like I was being excluded by this other girl. And eventually within like after the summer, that friend that I confided in for almost six months started to hang out with the friend who excluded me like every day. And lo and behold, they become best fucking friends. And at the time, I remember thinking like, holy fuck, the friend that I confided in who knows how I feel about this person right now literally is choosing to become to befriend her pretty much. And I remember that was like one of the first like friend trust things that I went through. And it really fucking hurt. Like you never you, you want to feel like someone's going to have your someone's going to be your ride and die, right yeah. or die. And there have been many moments in my friend groups where I feel like I'm not someone's ride or die. I feel like it's more, oh, you're my best, you're for sure my best friend. But then like when it comes down to it, I don't feel like I'm chosen um, or fall after, or at least this was like back in the day when we were younger, maybe even up to when I transferred to Berkeley. But I want to definitely clear it up that like since I've went to Berkeley and kind of like got into my 20s, this is no longer like an issue at all. Like I've completely, we've all completely grown into our friendships and like, we know, we definitely all know like- Our groups or whatever. Our groups, yeah. And like, we know our, our position in the groups and we know how to trust, like, we just know, like everything is fine now. But back in the day, of course, like being young, insecure, your friends kind of being your everything, the whole like exclusion thing, like all of that played a role in how you felt about friendships. Wait, and, so do you think that because in like that earlier part of your life, you were so exposed and you thought all of your, like all of your, you thought all of your issues were going to get told either way. So do you think that's why you like tell them about yourself? Because like, at least if people know, at least they know it's coming from you. Um, no, to be honest, for me, I think it was like, I wanted to find comfort in someone because I didn't feel comfortable at home. I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't have that relationship with my mom. I wasn't able to go to her about absolutely anything because she would go and tell my dad and my dad being the traditional man that he is like would literally have a heart attack anytime he heard anything absurd. So it's like, I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable in my own home. So I would really, really seek these friendships. And like when these friendships would mistrust me, like I would just sit there and be so sad because I felt like no one had my back. 
until I really met you, Brendan. <laughs> and then I felt like I finally found someone who like will forever have, have my back no matter what. And that's like, that's what a true friendship is. Cause you're a true friend. <laughs> <laughs> you're here till the end. But anyways, I think, so you know what's so interesting though, throughout all of these exposures as like all this friend turbulence as a young age, I don't put as much value into friendships anymore. Like I do, but like, I don't get blindsided when a friend mistrusts me now for some reason, but I do get blindsided where, when I'm like, I'm in a relationship and I get mistrusted. That's different. It's like it completely switched, but no, because I know true, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like now, like, I feel like you've had more friendships and relate. Well, yeah, more for definitely more friendships and relationships. And like, I feel like you kind of know the friendship game, whereas like, and obviously you're not going to like know everyone the first time you meet someone like dating, like you build up and you start to know them friendship. Like if they do something minor dirty, you're like, okay, you're done. You're done. But if you're dating someone, they do something minor dirty. You're like, okay, you're you're kind of done but let's like talk about it let's work it out you know yeah exactly I think I definitely mastered the friendship game now and like I know <laughs> how to be, honestly I feel like I, I know how to be a really good friend and I've been through my fair share of turbulence I know how to be super transparent like and I like I know we touched on this in one of our very first beginnings but like I know what I value in friendships and that is like honesty and transparency so if I can't do that with a friend that means that we're not compatible as friends. Yeah. Someone like if I check someone and they get, they literally drop me as a friend or they get really emotional, then it's like, sorry, bitch. I don't think we're compatible. Also, I feel like that's like, that makes sense. Cause if someone's, if you have to like say something to someone, like it should just be open. Like obviously you're not coming at them, like being like, fuck you, you're dumb. But like, if you're like, Hey, like, honestly, like this is why, this is why I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Like and they're like and they have a logical mind I feel like any person would be like okay like I get that I won't do it in the future so for Absolutely. example if you don't like something like someone says like points out an insecurity and you're like hey like that made me really insecure and mm-hmm. they are like well I don't think you should be mad or whatever like I think that's but, worth dropping the only thing that yeah. should be said is okay I understand I won't do that again you know exactly and something that I feel like I've learned through um Holy fuck, what was I going to say? I literally fully just blanked. The train has left. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Oh, you know what? No, I do remember. Something that I've learned through my friendships is that like some like when I was younger, like there were a lot of times that like my friends would like determine our friendship or would talk shit about me due to like things that were out of my control. So like my mom, for example, like some people didn't like like my parents and they didn't like me because of my parents. But like yes. Yeah, but like my mom is not me. And so like a lot of the times I remember like people would like, I had a specific friend who like dropped me at one point because of something that she thought that my mom said and I was never communicated to to about it. I was just dropped. And I remember like for months trying to figure out what happened. I tried to talk to her and be like, hey, can we get coffee and talk about like what could have happened? And she fully ghosted me. And I just remember like thinking, what could I have possibly done to lose this friend? 
And later on, obviously with time, things have unfolded. And like, I found out that it was because of something that she thought that my mom said about me. And like, this is why for me now, honesty is huge. Like if there is, if you have a problem with me, like I appreciate when my friends come to me and say, Hey, this is like something that I like that hurt me or makes me feel like you don't like me or like makes me feel like, like there might be an issue, like things like that. That's what I really, really value now. I don't get upset if my friends come at me sideways. I really don't. I really actually like love it. It makes me love you more as a friend (laughs) because I don't want to ever, I don't ever want to be like, judged based off an assumption ever again in my life like I would rather you come to me straight and if it is a serious problem that we're having we can hash it out I feel like that's a true friend like if you're scared to come if you're scared to talk to your friend then you're not a true friend like I feel like I've never had a situation where you've done like I've literally been like I've literally told Malika you're annoying me right now she's like okay (laughs) like (laughs) I felt and like sorry but like there's situations where like everyone gets on each other's nerves that's like natural but like I think to sit there and like bottle things up and like let them fester is not a true friendship exactly I completely agree I've also learned to like I've honestly like learned to drop people now like if like if they fully like do me fucking dirty I've had a few people in my life that have really really done me dirty and like I have learned to like cut that tie and I never used to be able to do that when I was younger. I felt like I had to like literally keep all my friends because that's how insecure I was. Like I had to have like a supportive system because I didn't have one at home, but now I've learned to like let go of people who are not serving me as a friend and who are going to do me dirty again and again and again. Yeah. As you should though. I think that like people show their true colors and like you can only Mm -hmm. exactly wait sorry go ahead I was gonna say how do you feel about like forgiving and not forgetting or do you do you forgive and move on oh I I think for me I never fully forgive so they're like I like I'm not an angry person I never stay mad but I I don't forgive like I just I, I like I will never fully forgive someone like it's always there like I'm always like okay like I can be cool with you like I'm not gonna sit there and hold a grudge but like I'll be like, okay, then I know not to trust you in this aspect of my life, or I know know not to do this. I will never treat you. I'm not going to get hurt again twice, basically. So I'm not going to give you that power over me again to hurt me me again twice. But do you, like, for example, if someone did you dirty and they they apologized to you, would you say, like, I forgive you? Or would you just be like, anyway, so let's not do that again, or something like that? I think I would definitely say... I don't know that's kind of tough because like part of me wants to say like I would just be like okay like what's done is done mm-hmm. it depends on the severity of it to be honest like I think it depends on what transpired like if it was something minor yeah of course I could be like oh yeah I forgive you like and then just hold that in the back of my mind but if it was something major and like I I lost sleep over it I cried and like shit like that then like I don't think I would be able to be like okay I fully forgive you and I'm not going to sit there and lie like I don't I don't think I would say that to their face. Like if I don't forgive someone, I wouldn't say that to their face. And I would say, but this is something we can work on. Like if you want to mm-hmm. want to go forward, like we can work on it, but it's going to take like obviously like a period of time to yeah. same capacity we were at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how I feel. It's so funny. I like literally one specific memory just like triggered when we were talking about this. Do you know which one? 
No. <laughs> it happened. Know? It happened in the last year or two. I think I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, there's a couple now. <laughs> it's either Maybe. one I'm thinking about. Miami. Yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> that, or there's another one. I'll tell you off camera. <laughs> oh, I like I. So I think I'm too forgiving of a person. Like there have been a lot of times. Like obviously, you know, I'm still friends. I'm like friends with people who have actually low key done me like dirty in the past. But some obviously I have dropped. But those are. Um, different situations but honestly I feel like I, I take it case by case but um there are a lot of times that I forgive someone but I definitely will never forget I don't hold grudges but how I've learned to move forward with my friendships and make them work after they've done me like dirty in a sense is that I'm never fully going to forget what you've done to me in the past. And that means that you don't hold as much value or power in my friendship anymore. So like, like Brandon was saying, it's like one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to give you the power to hurt me like that again. So if someone that I'm currently friends with who has done me kind of dirty in the past does me dirty again, I'm not going to be crying, dying, throwing up about it. And that's kind of like where I've come too and I feel like that's such like growth from when I was like younger yeah I also have this thing where like I'm very observant in the sense that I'm always observing how people speak about other people because the way I was raised was in a very manner the way I was raised was in the sense that like if they talk shit with you they'll talk shit about you and that's obviously outside of our relationship because we tell we're different like we tell everything each other for the most part everything and not necessarily talking shit, but just like talking, talking. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think to have a new friend and they're talking shit about someone, I consider that a turn off, you know? Because at the end of the day, like if I just met you maybe like a couple months ago and you're talking shit about a friend, I think, okay, well, damn, are you talking shit about me? You know, like right. we, don't, we don't know each other that long to have built like that repertoire. So Agreed. I always look at that. I'm like, that's like, that's one of my big things like when people talk shit or like are complaining about someone and like are like speaking illy like I don't necessarily like that in a new friendship I completely agree I think the whole if they talk shit to you they're definitely talking shit about you yeah and I think there's I think I when we speak about this we're talking about like talking true shit like there'd be like oh like Mm-hmm. if they're like Brandon's this Brandon's this way xyz there's a difference between talking shit and looking for perspectives Malika and I look for perspectives all the time where it's like hey mm-hmm. I did this do you think I'm bad do you like let me know like am I am I crazy like did mm-hmm. I do something wrong like I think that's different I think that's why they're that that's why friends are there is to get other perspectives I uh, agree mm-hmm. so should we talk about like big moments or anything that like shaped our trust issues um, do you want to talk about specific events or? I feel like I've already, I have no huge events because again, I'm very, <laughs> mine are very down locked. <laughs> yeah. Like mine was more of like a progression. So I don't have exactly. any huge moments. But do you? Um, Not the deep sigh and the um. <laughs> I'm so dead. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, which I don't know if I should share one or not. 
Um, I think overall, like, as you grow up, like, people are gonna, people are gonna mistrust you all the time. And it's really dependent on how you want to move forward. You have to find what you find valuable in that friendship and that person. And if you want to continue, because there have been times, for example, I guess I'll share one big moment. I won't go too much into detail, but there was a moment last year where I was fully disrespected and mistrusted by a group of people. And at the time, the group of people were associated with my ex-boyfriend at that time, boyfriend. And I remember in that situation when I was mistrusted, I had to sit and I had to pretty much diagnose if I was going to break up with my boyfriend because of this group and what they had done to me, or if I was going to try to forgive and move forward um, for the sole purpose of like me and my boyfriend, like that, that was, those were my boyfriend's friends. So I was like, you know what, like, what do I value more? Like my boyfriend and me's relationship or these group of this group of people who has mistrusted me. And at the end of the day, I came to the consensus that like, I'm not going to let what happened on this trip be a breaking moment in my relationship because I value my relationship so much more than this group of people. So that's exactly what happened. They all ended up like apologizing to me one by one, writing me love letters. (laughs) And I fully was like, okay, definitely. Like what you did was completely fucked up. And I will not like, I will never forget that, but I will forgive, forgive you. And we can move forward for the sake of X, Y, and Z, because I do value him. And I did value our friendship. And in order for us to be friends, we have to move forward and blah, blah, blah. So in those moments, you have to just learn. You have to choose your battles in some things. And I feel like as you grow older, there are going to be a lot of battles to be fought. You're just going to have to choose which ones you want to. Because I remember when I was younger, I would literally fight every battle. Like anytime someone did me dirty in the slightest, no matter the magnitude, I would like stand up for myself, but that caused me to get into a lot of arguments with a lot of people that I loved. So I have learned now that I've grown up to really choose my battles and to see like, is this worth a conversation or not? Yeah. I also think it's important to think about like, would they give you the same respect? Because if you're thinking about a conversation, shouldn't they also be thinking about a conversation no matter whose fault it was? So -hmm. I think it should like, be mutual and like you guys should both be wanting to have a conversation um agreed do you have you do you think you've ever broken anyone's trust like you yourself I'm sure I have I think I have um trying to think I mean I almost broke yours remember that one time yeah but that was years ago yeah (laughs) I dropped you (laughs) Um, (laughs) I want to think of whose trust I've broken. I think I've definitely broken people's trust. I think it's not an unnatural thing. Mm -hmm. I think my, from my standpoint, when I've broken people's trust, it's never malicious, of course. Like, I'm not a malicious person. I think it was more or less accidental and me being ignorant and not 
considering what they told me as valuable, you know? Yes, agreed. However, I think that I was always very apologetic when that happened and that they of course if they just dropped me then I like I wouldn't know and would consider that like a lost cause you know but mm-hmm. if they like rushed out to me and were like hey like I know why did you tell this person this like why'd you do this like I would be like oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't I didn't realize that this was this important to you I truly apologize like I know how it feels to be in your position I didn't do this on purpose like how can we move forward I agree. I've, I I think if any time that I have been, I've mistrusted someone, I don't lie about it. Like if I've ever been confronted, I have come clean and I have been apologetic, like Brandon said, because like, I think it's always the worst when you mistrust someone and then you lie on top of it. Yeah. Like you just got caught, my guy, like <laughs> you need to come clean. So in those situations, I've always been apologetic and been super, super honest. Yeah. Everyone, like, makes, everyone makes mistakes. We can't just sit here and be like, we are holy angels and have never mistrusted or talked shit yeah. about them. Like, of course we have, but we, I definitely know like one of my life mottos is to be honest and transparent. I, I take that in everything. I do that in work. I do that with friends and relationships, everything. I'm a cold ass, honest ass bitch. That's for damn sure. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and some people don't like that. Some people want someone to suck their pussy at all times. Some people do like that, but like I'm just like, how would you want someone not to how would you want someone not to stand up for themselves? That's so I think that like to not stand up for yourself, especially especially mm-hmm. being minorities, us too, being who some we are. Like I, I think you have to stand up for yourself in society today. Like you can't let if someone walks over you, no matter with trust or whatever, any other aspect of your life, if you don't say something at first, they're going to continue to walk it's, over you. It's funny because in those moments, you're always you're always flagged as a confrontational person. When yeah. in reality, it's like, I'm just standing up for myself. Yeah. Something yeah. you need to learn to do. When this is hitting a little too close to home. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I know for you. You're like, um... <laughs> Dude, I hate that actually to think about it. I hate the moments that I've been, I've stood up for myself. I've been called confrontational. Well, like the, the script, the flip. What am I saying? The script tries to get flipped because, you know, like no one wants like a person to say something. Of course, like they're going to be like, oh, like, why are you being rowdy? You know, when like, mm-hmm. I think everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Like I've never, I've never been the person if you've been like, if you felt some type of way and you legitimately feel that way, like, say something and like let's work it out like I can I understand everyone's point like if you explain to me why you're like you want have to un- stand up for yourself and why that's disrespectful like I get that like I'm not here to invalidate anyone's opinions you know like I'm here to understand and be more compassionate and empathetic towards new sides of feeling because I look at it as I didn't like if I was ever to if I was ever to say or do something that was um to break someone else's trust and they had to stand up for themselves i would be so sad because i obviously i didn't do it on purpose and yeah. i wouldn't want to do that again to someone else you know so i'm like okay t- tell me like let me know what i did wrong so i know going forward not to proceed like this you know do you feel like you can really regain someone's trust or someone can regain their trust 100 percent after they've mistrusted you i, I don't think 
I don't think so. I think it's definitely maybe the new 100%, but it's never the original, <laughs> the original 100%. Like it's a new, like it's a new 100%, but I will always, like you said, be cautious. And then like, yeah, even like, let's say like we have an issue one year into our friendship, seven mm-hmm. years from now, if you do something similar, I honestly would not be surprised. I, w- I would I would be like, okay, like I kind of expected that. I was just waiting. Like I, I literally wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't lose sleep over it at that point. Like I'd be like, okay, I was just, I was literally waiting for this. Like you showed me your true mm-hmm. colors day one and I was just waiting for them to come back out again, you know? Mm-hmm. However, I do think that like also doesn't take into account people growing and maturing. However, yeah. I think when you know someone for such, like when you know someone a long time, it's difficult. Like they do like, you, they may never break your trust again, but it's still there. Like it's, you still mm-hmm. broke their trust. Like you can't, you can't invalidate that. And I think that like, again, like I said, I think it's definitely like a new 100% trust, but it's never the original. 100%. Yeah. I think the original will never, never be uh, fully regained, but I think it also depends on the severity of like how how bad you've tr- mistrusted someone yeah versus for example like infidelity in a relationship like that's huge yeah versus if you like stole someone's snacks <laughs> <laughs> that's a trust issue no i'm just kidding <laughs> no but because i'm just trying to think of like we've definitely mistrusted people in the bat in the in the past and i'm just wondering if we would want that person if we have tried to regain that person's trust 100 percent and like, I know I said, like, I always forgive, but never forget. Um, but it definitely does depend on the severity. I think there have been moments where someone has mistrusted me, but because it wasn't like the craziest scandal that I have still been vulnerable with those people. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Like you said, it's definitely like the severity. And I also think that how the aftermath is super important, how like they mm-hmm. accepted it how they recepted me or you or us talking back to them and like saying our opinions. I think that's receptive of everything. Obviously if there's like standoffish and don't, don't understand where we're coming from, I think that like, then I'm more inclined to be like, okay, like I'm not going to trust you again. However, I think if they're coming from a standpoint, like we would come from apologetic and like empathetic Mm -hmm. and understanding I think that's a little bit different. Like, I think that I'm that like in that situation, I'm like, okay, you, you have a little bit more hope (laughs) than like (laughs) the other person, but yeah, I'm still cautious. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Damn. Trust issues. We love them. I feel like everyone has trust issues to some level. It's funny because I don't, does everyone collectively just fucked? (laughs) I know, for sure. I think everyone has something. My dad has not one person I've ever met has been like, I'm good completely. Like everyone else is like, like they have trust issues or depressed. Like there's something, like there's always something. It's okay. It makes life interesting. It does. I mean, that's life, honestly. Going through roller coasters of people. How do we want to end this pod? Well, we can talk about Coachella. We could talk about Hawaii because those are upcoming. Literally, we're going on two trips in two months. We have Coachella April next week in Hawaii. 
No, it's the way that I literally don't have my body for either of those. 75 hard. 75 medium. Honestly, I'd be down to do 75 hard right after Coachella, but I don't know if I could do the full 75 days. Like I could try it. I could start it. We we don't have to honestly we don't have to do the non-drinking part. Yeah, I know. But well, I feel I like drink, drinking biggest... is randomly so many calories. Oh my god, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. I literally just get like now I get like I don't get anything. Like my go-to drink is a tequila soda with lime juice and lime. Like that's same. You got me on. Oh, you like it? You, oh my god, I drink that all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> a skinny girl drink, but it's also good. It's fire. Like I the bartenders know my shit. They're like, Brandon with hella limes, right? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> Brandon with extra limes. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I think I think that's like the skinniest drink you can have. Cause so like carbonation isn't okay, yeah, that bloats you, but it's not like calories. Yeah. Tequila is the um least calorie. Oh, alcohol. really? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. I didn't know that. See, like when I got it, when I first started getting that when I moved to Washington. I started getting out, getting it because the first time I went out, I was, I was drinking like sweet drinks and I had a really bad hangover and like, obviously like sugar gives you like a worse hangover. So I was like, okay, I'm not, I don't want that type of vibe. Like if I would get drunk, if I get drunk on Saturday, I can't still be hungover on Monday. I have to work. Yeah. You know? like, I, need to, like, I need something that's going to be in and out quick, you know? Exactly. No, if I've been, anyone listening to this, try a, If you're a tequila person, try a tequila soda with lime juice and extra lime. Cheers. Also, all right. Goodbye, private. Oh, what? You were saying something. I know. I was gonna say also, but you then you finished it. (laughs) Like you you said, what was in it? Like I was gonna say also, like, but but then you were like the lime juice. So I'm so dead. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm so dead. Also, look at my. (gasps) What is that? Roots. My roots are really ridiculous. Why didn't you? Anyways. Thank you, Private Story listeners, hotties, for listening. Sorry that this week's episode is late, but we're back. It's okay. We'll be back in hot next week. <laughs> Let us know if you guys want us to do a vlog version of Coachella, because that will be the next episode. We'll be at Coachella. So do we want to do a vlog pod or just podcast every day and just like kind of talk about what happened? That would be cute. Let's figure it out. Also, comment in the section below. <laughs> yeah, comment, let us know, DM us what you think. Also, please, 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 if you haven't already, like, give us a rating on Apple and Spotify, mm-hmm. and then share your friends. You know, yes, we're up and coming podcast hosts. We love the, we love the shares. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks, and bye bye. <laughs> bye. Love you guys.